This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hour two of the show. Scott Alexander coming on in just a second. And we're going to talk a lot of Pelicans this hour with him. I think I got him for multiple segments. That's what I was told. This is a treat. Can't wait. I just posted the question on Twitter, at Seth Dunlap on Twitter. What players in free agency or in the trade market, would you like to see the Pelicans target with the $30 million in cap space? I see you at Shree 7 saying uh, young vet. <laughs> uh, that's a little uh, tongue-in-cheek joke here for the last lap listeners. Now, I will say I'm not opposed to young vets now. I was opposed to swapping that number four pick for a quote-unquote young vet you'd only have two, three years of team control with. This is a different situation now. So go bring in a Malcolm Brogdon or I guess Nico's not young anymore. Bring back Nico, Julius Randle, maybe Chris Middleton. Seen a lot of these guys. Don't have a problem with that. In fact, I'm seeing a lot of Malcolm Brogdon on Twitter right now. I think three or four people already in the span of about two minutes saying Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, he's, he's a popular choice. I've heard that actually the last couple of days. Let's bring in Scott Alexander, host of Primetime Sports on WLAE TV and CST at D Scott Alexander on Twitter. Scott, what's going on, man? Uh, it's good talking ball with you at that Pelicans camp today. Oh, man, what a great, great day for the city of New Orleans. I mean, last night was obviously a great, great night, but to have – Zion, his entire family speaks in the heart like they did. Uh, it was just a, a new beginning in, in, in basketball in the city. I mean, I cannot wait for the start of the season. I can't wait for training camp. I can't wait for summer league. You can't always say that. I cannot wait for summer league to begin. Uh, it's going to be fabulous starting around July 15th. Hey, isn't isn't Zion and, and really his whole family just so charismatic and, and you know, down to earth, which we love here. You know this, Scott. And love here in the city. Those kind of non-egotistical, you know, young men and family members. Braids well. Um, obviously, you, you saw the other children there. The it factor is all around that family. Uh, I can't say enough about strong mother. Obviously, uh, Zion thinks the world of her. I mean, he couldn't. I think the entire country was kind of mesmerized by not only him, but some of the other players crying with their parents. You know, a lot of times you see the toughness of, of kids. They want to want to come out of the shell. But perhaps, I think Zion set the tone for the whole night. I mean, the way he spoke of his mother and wanting to give back to her for all she did, all she sacrificed. And, uh, and then the dad today, the stepfather, getting on the podium and, and that wasn't planned by the way i know you know that but i'm just telling everybody else that wasn't a planned thing i think i remember joel coming over and saying something to him kind of after it was all done and you know people were a little bit scattering around and uh he got up there and, and said listen i talked to zion i mean most, I know most of you already know this but talk to him and before the draft and, and before the lottery even and he said that would be a great place and that's the destination I think we should root on happening to go, and that's exactly what happened for the family. I mean, that's, it's, it's so cool. Um, well, let's start with Zion, Scott. How soon do you think this kid can develop into one of the best players in the world? I mean, he's only 18 years old, so even for a rookie coming in, he's young. He doesn't turn 19 until July 6th. So how soon do you think and he'll acclimate to the league? How long is this process of development going to take? I think a lot of it, honestly, it's the sooner that he gets better. I mean, 
the sooner he has lanes to open. You know, because if the Pels don't have a lot around him, and I'm not telling them mortgage the future or anything, but you, you know, the NBA will will throw everything they have at him right away. I mean, they they know that he's young. There's going to be a lot of pressure on him, and he's going to be throwing things he's never seen. And it's one thing, and that's the issue Lonzo Ball had. I mean, listen, Lonzo unfortunately had the big big uh, target right on his back because of his father and a lot of things said, so everybody was gunning for him. But people will be gunning for for uh, Zion in a different way. They, they, he's gotten a lot of hype, and I think he's going to be a superstar. I really do. Uh, I think he's one of these guys that can handle superstardom. Uh, not everybody can, and not everybody has. Uh, but, but I think it's going to be at least two years before you see kind of all-star kind of Zion coming around. Um not saying he's going to get in in year two or three, but fact is, is it will be sooner than later. Any concern, and maybe there is some, let me rephrase this. How much of a concern is his raw size playing at 280? So he's 6'7", 280 right now. How much of a concern is that long-term wear and tear on the body? I've heard that. I mean, he's going to trim. I mean, I heard something yesterday. Somebody was talking about, yeah, he needs to, no, that was one of the players, you know, the, like, he needs to lose 30 pounds off of that frame. I mean, that's crazy. He's not going <laughs> to lose 30 pounds, okay? I mean, he wouldn't be Zion Williamson anymore, okay? He'd be Michael Jordan at that point. Um, but, he, you know, listen, I, I don't, I, he's going to get stronger. He's going to get firmer. He's, You know, you remember Barkley coming out who was bigger than him. But Barkley, I don't know. People probably don't remember the, the Barkley that was felt. And I see him kind of getting that way. Barkley got real strong and felt, and he – he went up and down the court super fast, and I think that's only going to help Zion. But he's going to play right now at his weight, and they need him to be a strong guy inside. They're going to need him to get rebounds. They're going to need him to dominate the paint, even though he's only six seven, six eight. But then again, Barkley dominated the paint, and he was six five. So I know it's a different league, uh, but the fact is this guy's a basketball player. I mean, he can play a number of positions if you need him to. Three, four, five. He's not the best player in the league at any of those but he's adequate at all of them, and he's really good at a couple of them. So the fact is, is uh, Zion Williamson is going to be a superstar in this league. And I, I wasn't sure of this. I want to tell you, I wasn't sure of it all until the ACC tournament. And that's when it, it hit me. I said, wow, okay, this kid's really got it all. I mean, A, he came back when he didn't have to come back. That showed me a ton. A lot of guys these days sit out bowls. As you know, we have them here at LSU uh, last couple of years. Um, you know, he didn't have to play. He knew he was the first pick. He wants to play basketball. He loves to play basketball. And now that when you combine that with a kid that apparently loves the city of New Orleans and can't wait to ingratiate him, I know AD was saying all the right words, but AD's body language told us something totally different. Yep. It's not the way with, with uh, Zion Williamson. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And it's interesting you bring up that, that moment when he decided to play in the ACC tournament. And it goes back, I guess, Scott, to the people he surrounds himself with, his family, who – have humbled him. I know that that word was mentioned, that phrase was mentioned multiple times today, keeping him grounded, keeping him humbled, because the entire country, I mean, Colin Cowherd and, and you know, Clay Travis and ESPN and Fox and everybody was saying, oh, you can't come back. Uh, and then, you know, they were saying when he was drafted, oh, you know, don't go to New Orleans, put yourself back in college or go play overseas. Uh, he doesn't listen to any of that. He, he listens to his family, and uh, that's that's just a, a, an incredibly, I think, rare Asset, if I can use that word to have when you're 18 years old and you're one of the, the country's biggest sports superstars already. Well, after Coward craps on him, I, I, I've never gotten more um, 
like I'm crapping on a human being as I did on Coward. I just kind of returned it to him and said, you don't have no idea what you're talking about. Um, and literally, it's like 1,000. And, and half of half of those houses, 500 retweets. I was like, wow, this resonated <laughs> with people. But the fact is, is, this guy's an entertainer, man. That's all he is. He's just looking to stir it up. And, and, and Clay Travis, even more so. And I don't disrespect those guys. I don't. They're, they're good at what they're crap. Sure, yeah. They, they're, they're good at it. And, but the more I see, like, Clay Travis on this Locked In show on Fox uh, FS1, he, he, I mean, he's just there to, to just, just to rile things up. And he, I don't know, man. The guy is not super knowledgeable in sports. Um, you, listen, you and I, I think we could go, uh, and if we wanted to get into a little contest with him, I don't <laughs> think he would be much of a deal. He doesn't know it. He doesn't know. I'm watching some stuff. He's like, Talking about this baseball series and how this how the Astros lost all these games at home, and I'm like, they're on the road. Right. <laughs> I mean, come on. Anyway, but fact is, I, I digress. Yeah, listen, uh, <laughs> he he is uh, he's going to overcome all these things people are saying and all the stuff that everybody's like, oh, they're listening to these talking heads, and it's just ridiculous. None of this was ever true. No, there was never a point in Zion's thinking that he was not going to come to New Orleans. Sitting out a year was the, the most hilarious thing. I mean, oh, we're going to sit out an entire year and go back in the draft. Okay, okay, sure you are. Uh, or going back to Duke. There's no chance. He blew his thing out one time. And he's not going back to Duke. The guy's going to go enjoy himself and make some money in the process. And I love a guy that's gregarious, exuberant, and enjoys the game of basketball for what it is and not just the business. You know, and I know it'll eventually get to that with him. But he's he's not listening to all the people that say the things that he should do. He's just going out and being a kid and having fun at something he loves to do and does, does very well. Bro, I couldn't agree more. Almost the anti-LeBron at this point. Uh, we'll take a break here. Scott Alexander's coming back with us. D. Scott Alexander on Twitter, host of Primetime Sports on CST and WLAE-TV. If you got a question for us, throw it on the text line at 870-870, or you can give us a call, 504-260-1870. More with Scott Alexander next on The Last Lap. Talking a lot of Pelicans, Zion Williamson, NBA Draft with Scott Alexander, host of Primetime Sports on CST and WLAE-TV. Also the COO of NOLA Gold Rugby. One game short of the playoffs this year, the gold. At D. Scott Alexander on Twitter. The rest of the draft, Scott, they, they move back from four. They don't take DeAndre Hunter. Atlanta does, but they get three picks and also they get a first-round pick possibly next year, if not two other second-round picks. What do you think about the rest of the draft hall uh, for for New Orleans? Well, personally, I, I was sitting there. I, I have a unique perspective because I got to see uh, Jackson Hayes live. Like, remember that weekend when you and I were talking on the phone and uh, I told you Gonzaga would beat Duke? Yeah, uh, in, L- in Vegas, Gonzaga. right? Yeah, and that was uh, – and they did. Um, even though everybody thought Duke was not going to lose the game all season at that point. People forget that. People were actually talking like that. But then I, I was doing uh, uh, four teams. They were all playing kind of a round robin, which was North Carolina, which, of course, had three guys drafted in the first round right here. Uh, then you had Michigan State, which is always great. Uh, you know, they were obviously in the final four. And then you had Texas and you had uh, UCLA. And one of the guys from Texas, that just caught my eye immediately because everybody's focusing on their guards. They have guys like, you know, Kerwin Roach, uh, Matt Coleman, and they had the, they have a two-lane transfer over there, Dylan Osikowski, who was their second-lane scorer. But I had never heard of Jackson Hayes. I mean, never heard of him. We didn't really do a whole lot with him. But this guy 
was the guy that changed everything for them. Uh, he wasn't starting at the time, but man, my goodness, this guy is a jumping jack. He's a uh, he's a, a bouncy bouncy guy that gets up and down the floor. And I kept you know once I heard you know that you know that he was projected to be a top dozen player, and I kept thinking, man, would that be interesting if if he could run up and down the court with with Zion? Because I mean, you don't want a big lumbering center in, in an Alvin Gentry offense. Uh, with a guy like Zion Williamson who loves to put the ball up the court. And I kept thinking, I said, oh, that's not going to happen. They have the fourth pick now. And, uh, you know, I don't see them going that high up. And then they made that trade. And then I'm thinking, whoa, 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 whoa. And when it got down to, like, you know, Jared Culver being gone, um, I was like, wow, okay, this is who I want. And I know a lot of people, it was a cue the cricket kind of pick for a lot of people that don't follow college basketball religiously. But when they made that pick, and I'm not saying it's going to be a home run this season. It's a futures pick that's going to end up paying off big time. I mean, I mean big time for this team. Uh, you know, guys like DeAndre Jordan, a lot of people didn't know him in college. And all of a sudden he becomes this, this, this impact player, even though he's not a big-time scorer. But this guy's that kind of player in a lot of ways. Um, I'm not going to say he's exactly like DeAndre Jordan, but the body types at the time were pretty similar. He's, he's raw, and I'm just saying I, that's who I wanted, and that's who they got, and I'm pretty fired up about it. Yeah, and look, Jake Madison on yesterday's show, and we were doing our draft coverage, he echoed those sentiments. He was all in on Jackson Hayes, even well before the draft, kind of like that, saying that's the guy he wanted to see the Pelicans take if they moved back into the 8 or 10 spot, and indeed that's where they go. I, I tell you, Scott, this five, this group of five that you can kind of project down the road two, three years with Hayes and Zion and Ingram, Ball and Holiday, that is a ferocious defensive five. I mean, I mean, and I know we're projecting here with a couple of those guys. Some of them were not because Lonzo's already a great defender. I mean, that's, uh, they have the ability to lock any, any five down in the NBA. That, that is, I've got to lick in my chops just thinking about that down the road. Yeah, and people that don't know, the casual fan that doesn't know Lonzo Ball except for the fact of his dad, and they know the fact that maybe he struggled a little bit. But they got to remember him at UCLA. I mean, besides, just, he's just a great basketball player. We Everybody looks at that, that raggedy shot, and the shot doesn't look good, but he's got to get adjusted to college to NBA because that raggedy-looking shot is going to go in. And I'm telling you, winning a lot in college – uh, people are dogging it because the way it is, and I'm a pure kind of shooter, and I, that's the one thing I, I strive myself. But like, you know, you follow through, you got the gooseneck and all that thing you're supposed to have if you taught like Mark Price style. But the fact is, this kid is going to be dynamite. He's a lockdown defender, like you said, six foot six, and he and Drew Holiday are going to be unbelievable terrors on defense in this league. But he's also going to run the floor with Zion, and it's going to be beautiful to watch, man. I'm telling you, they got to get a couple shooters in there. But if they can fill these, fill the, fill the spaces with a couple shooters to keep these guys that that penetrate the lane honest, and I mean the main guys we're talking about, like guys you just mentioned, then this is going to be unbelievable. It's going to be unbelievable. It's going to be a fun thing to watch, strong offensively and defensively for the next few years. Uh, finally, Scott, who do you think, or who would you like them to take a look at here in free agency or the trade market with this thirty million dollars in cap space? Oh, man, that's that's a good one. I mean, you kind of obviously need some power down low. You got to get a guy that's not scared to run. You got to get a rim protector. You got to get a guy that can, I don't know. I, it's, it's a, listen, listen, Seth, I think you and I are a lot alike in the sense that we don't want to mortgage the future. Right. You want, 
to go forward with what you got. But you also want to win games. You play to win the game, but you don't want to mortgage the future. So that therein lies the fine line, correct? So you wonder if you can get a guy that will buy in and say, hey, look, man, uh, maybe you're not getting this here. You're not getting this here. You know, you got we have a little extra money and that getting that Solomon Hill contract. I know it's just one year, but it's still an albatross for the season. And I'm looking at guys, and I, I'm not, I don't – let's just take finances out of it. I don't know what uh, Vucevic is going to get over there in Orlando, but if there's some way you can get him at a reasonable deal, that to me is like an ideal player. The guy gets up and down the floor pretty well. He blocks shots, and with the right guys around him, he can be a beast. And I, I'm, not, I'm not so certain how that's going to work, but that's the kind of player I'd like to get. Um, obviously, you'd like to get some death at the guard position because injuries do happen in the NBA. Uh, that's why Woods is going to be opposed if Kobe White fell to number eight. You know, I was like, okay, well, maybe that's a guy that, you know, you have, all of a sudden you have a great rotation of guards. Um, but as far as free agents go, I'm looking out there. I, I haven't studied what can fit now that you have certain numbers more than captain than you, than you did yesterday uh, or early afternoon. So it's going to be fun to watch the next three weeks. That's, that's all I know. Scott Alexander, host of Primetime Sports on TV at DScottAlexander on Twitter. Scott, we will talk a lot more basketball this summer. Thanks so much for joining us tonight, buddy. Like Bart Scott says, can't wait. <laughs> all right, there he goes. A little bit ago, Vanderbilt eliminated Louisville in the College World Series semifinals, so it'll be Vandy against Michigan, College World Series final. That should be great. Number one team of the country the entire year, Vanderbilt against, look, and it's tough to call any Michigan program a Cinderella, but they are. They really are. It is fascinating to watch this diverse team, so many different backgrounds, and, well, they're in the final, and they get a chance to knock off Goliath. We'll see what happens. Louisville had eliminated Mississippi State earlier, so it is SEC into the College World Series final for the 11th time in the last 12 years, certainly the best baseball conference in America. I posed a question on Twitter just a little bit ago. Who would you want to see the Pelicans use their $30 million in cap space on, whether that's the free agent market or the trade market? We'll get to some of the responses. Also taking your calls on this at 504-260-1870. Our text line is 870-870. Lots of people saying shooting. Shooting, shooting, shooting. That's what Jason Stone said on Twitter. Uh, mostly a fan. I told you at Shree7 says young vet. <laughs> Clapping back at me a little bit for my young vet hate over the last couple of days. But like I said, top of the hour. I'm not opposed to a young vet now if you're signing them just with your cap space. I was entirely against sending away a draft pick where he had eight years of team control for somebody who'd only have a couple years of team control. Malcolm Brogdon, probably the most popular response that I'm seeing so far. We have Fleur to be at Fleur to be on Twitter saying Malcolm Brogdon. Delwyn Troy Davis says they need to bring Nico back at Marine Troy 77. I, I think that's a pretty good possibility, Delwyn, that that happens. Nico likes it here. This franchise likes Nico. Alvin Gentry loves Nico. His teammates like him, Drew, and anybody else who's going to be back. I think that's a distinct possibility unless Nico gets a chance on a championship contender to go somewhere. I do wonder, because he's familiar playing with Anthony Davis, if the Lakers don't go max guy, if they can free up that money. Got to be honest, I know there's a lot of Lakers hate here, but Nico with the Lakers kind of makes a lot of sense, right? He does. And if he thinks he can win a title there, that might be where he goes. 
Randy Watson at P Funk All Stars on Twitter going all in. Kawhi Leonard. Hey, you can dream, right? You can dream. Kawhi Leonard not coming here. At DLC618 says Horford, Al Horford, who opted out of his contract. He would have gotten paid $30 million from Boston. He opts out. He's now an unrestricted free agent. He's going to go play for a championship contender somewhere. Won't be here in New Orleans. At me, myself, 504, crew to Drew, says Terrence Ross. Here's another one from Mike D. Jr. At Mike D. Jr., 1018. Patrick Beverly is one. I like the way he plays tough defense. He can also shoot pretty well from the outside. Or Malcolm Brogdon. At primetime underscore pod, primetime with Charles Reeves says, I mean, the obvious is Lopez, but I think the smartest move is to get a group of vet starters to spread the $30 million over the next two to three years to help the younger guys grow and reach full potential in that time span. I agree. I am in lockstep with that. Text from the 504 now. Pell should trade for LeBron James as a final middle finger to Anthony Davis. Can you, first of all, LeBron wouldn't let that happen. He's got no trade clauses. But that is, you know, in an alternate universe, it is funny to think about. <laughs> Anthony Davis goes there and LeBron James goes somewhere else. Regardless of where it is, what about if LeBron does that? What about if LeBron just sees the dumpster fire there and he's like, I'm out. I'm out. I want to go play and I don't know. Where would it be? Give me another contender in the Western Conference, Utah or somewhere. Let me let me go let me go to Salt Lake City. <laughs> can't happen. I understand it can't happen with the cap space. I'm just saying, wouldn't that be ridiculous? Text from the two five one. When will meaningful twenty twenty NBA betting odds be published? They're out. I don't know what you mean by meaningful. There are odds out right now. Lakers are your favorites. Three and a half to one, seven to two. Meaningful though. If you're talking about when should you bet on them, you want to wait until after Summer League, after free agency to see how all these teams' rosters are constructed. Because frankly, going back to the Lakers, I'm not taking those odds. Not with the lack of depth and, and frankly, talents around Anthony Davis and LeBron James. There's no way I'm going three and a half to one and I'm putting money on the Lakers right now. No way. I'll tell you a team that I like with the odds they're getting, and I mean this. Golden State Warriors were 15 to 1. If they get Klay Thompson back February, March, he has a couple of months to reacclimate and he gets close to 100% by the playoffs. Anybody going to bet against Golden State in the playoffs with that group? They would have won the title had Klay been healthy. They would have beaten Toronto. And I, I, I'd put my money on game seven that Golden State would have won that game with a fully healthy roster and fully healthy Klay. I mean that. Clippers might be kind of a sneaky piece, especially if Kawhi Leonard lands in Los Angeles, but not the Lakers, the Clippers version of Los Angeles. Text from the 504. Yeah, y'all killed it last night. Thank you. Yeah, it was an excellent broadcast. I really mean that. One of the most memorable nights of my professional life. Beyond Zion, all Atlanta transaction kept everyone busy. Yeah, and I know we love to hate on Atlanta, but what they're doing around Trey Young in Atlanta, and now they have DeAndre Hunter, a lot of young pieces. I'm Objectively, that's the team, if you project two, three, four years down the road, that I think can compete for multiple championships, at least finals bursts in the Eastern Conference. I'm not as sold anymore on Philadelphia. I just haven't seen the development so far from Ben Simmons. 
And now they're losing, it looks like, Jimmy Butler, who will go elsewhere. Perhaps he's on his way to the Lakers. Yeah, the, the Hawks. And I think Jake was with me last night. I don't know if it put words in Jake's mouth, but I want to say that yeah, Jake was, Nick and I were kind of talking about that off air, if I remember right. 504-260-1870. That's the phone number. Our text line is 870-870. Blue Runner Gumbo opinion poll. Grade the Pelicans draft. A, B, C, D, F. No E for effort. That's online. WWL.com. Radio.com app. Also, LSU Tiger fans, Tiger football fans, get ready for the LSU coaches caravan. Their last stop's going to be, well, right here with us on WWL. Don't miss it. You'll have Coach O. Dave Aranda, Steve Ensminger, Joe Brady, Mickey Joseph. They're going to join Bobby, Deuce, and Christian for Sports Talk live from Walk-Ons and Metairie at Clearview Mall next Monday, June 24th from 4 to 6 p.m. So just a couple of days away. First come, first serve out there. So if it's a capacity, you're not going to get in. Doors will open at 3.30 p.m. So again, this coming Monday, June 24th, 4 to 6 p.m. Doors open at 3.30. It's the LSU Coaches Caravan. Last stop here with WWL, Deuce, Bobby, and Christian on Sports Talk on WWL. We'll take a break. When we come back, Drew Moreska, NBA writer for BasketballInsiders.com. We'll take a little national look at the draft. And I always like to go outside the bubble and get more of a perspective on what the Pelicans did last night. That comes your way next on The Last Lap. We got a runaway on our Blue Runner Gumbo opinion poll. 82% are grading the Pelicans draft as an A, 18% B, and that's it. That's our opinion poll at WWL.com, radio.com app. I was asking people on Twitter, and I'm asking you, text line or give us a call, who do you want the Pelicans to sign now that they have $30 million in cap space or trade for? What pieces do you want to see them add to this roster? Is they will be adding quite a few, you would think, unless they go big splash and only sign a guy or two, which is, look, certainly a possibility. Maybe you get somebody for 20, like Julius Randle, somebody for 10. We'll see. Here's one from Westbank at T Walker215 on Twitter. I say give Julius Randle a four-year deal, 60 million. That's a bargain for Randle, and he could be our enforcer. I'm not opposed to re-signing Julius Randle, but I'm not going past two, maybe three years for Randle, and here's why. I don't want him on the books when Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Julius Randle are up for RFA, restricted free agency, or a renewal. Got to be thinking long-term here. I'm not opposed to re-signing Randall, but if you're going to do it, maybe slightly even overpay him for a two-year deal, then you would stretch it out to four. Remember, this is a long-term plan here. You do not, you do not in any way want to mortgage your championship potential three, four, five years down the road. And remember, if you're going to have problems, you don't have just unlimited pockets here with this franchise. You don't want to miss out on maybe re-signing like a Brandon Ingram in a couple of years if you're having to go way into the luxury tax. 504-260-1870. That's the phone number. Text line's 870-870. One more hour to go. We're going to kick it off with Ollie Cosell in about eight minutes, and then we will hear everything from Zion's introductory press conference. Gail Benson, David Griffin, and Zion himself. A little Q&A next hour. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 